I was kind of out by myself in a whole new world that I didn't really know. It was a pivotal moment for me because I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about what I wanted and I, and I didn't give up. You gotta find your way. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. You got with you today, the Knucklehead Stephen. And uh, I always want to tread lightly into topics that pertain to doing things properly with folks who think properly and very structured the way that accountants do. So I love that we have a courageous entrepreneur, kind of a butt kicker out in the industry, if you really want to be honest with you. I met her about a month ago. And what's interesting is, is Miss Jamie Johnson of PJ&S Company CPAs here in, in Dallas. I'm excited to have her on the show, but I'm excited to talk to somebody who's an entrepreneur and an accountant. They can think outside the box and they can keep things structured and not go crazy and want to kick you in the, you know, kick you in the head for not having things organized, or at least I'm assuming, unless you've probably uh, encountered that from time to time with other entrepreneurs, haven't you, Jamie? Yeah, most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. It's, It's nice to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. It's been an honor and a privilege for you to ask us and we're just, we're ready to, to, to jump in and get those answers for the entrepreneurs help add value out there. Yeah. So it's interesting it, with Knucklehead, uh, a name like Knucklehead, even there's a lot of opportunities for growth, right? So there's a lot of opportunities where folks such as myself, they didn't have it quite figured out on the front end, but they, what they did is they possessed this, this drive, this ambition to go out and get some things going. However, uh, in today's corporate world, what ends up happening is, is in the world of HR, for instance, there's there's boxes for folks to stay in, right? They call them lanes or departments. And in sales, when you're you're out there hooking and jabbing, trying to essentially forecast how folks respond emotionally, and you know what the persona is, and how to you know use nonverbal communication to position it the right way, and you know add value, it becomes a little bit of a battlefield. And when you come back home, and, you, and when you come back to your office, and you're having to deal with some other folks. Sometimes emotions run high. And, and really, the genesis of Knucklehead is not getting along properly with folks in HR as a sales leader. And what that did is it just led to a series of uncomfortable conversations. And sure enough, I made the mistake one time of coming back to the office and texting my wife exactly how I felt about somebody in HR. Well, it turns out that I was actually texting that person in HR. Oops. So that's called a knucklehead moment. And honestly, I, I don't think that my story is all that unique. I think there's a lot of folks that live in today's world, even somebody like you who's in the, you know, in the accounting and kind of structured, organized space to help mitigate against risk for, for entrepreneurs who are out there just from a financial liability standpoint. And I'm interested, you know, what, what is your, what's your experience been as an entrepreneur and somebody who's, who's used to structure? How do you deal with folks who like the color outside the lines? Well, I think, you know, like you said, like accounting, you have boxes and you want to stay in it. And I think the fact that we're entrepreneurs and accounting, you know, accountants, CPAs at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I kind of can't live in a box (laughs) and um, our team and the other two women that own this business with me, like we don't stay in the box well. And I think that's what's kind of forced us to, to get out and to create something that we had envisioned for us. And you know, we have moments where, you know, it's like kind of self-reflection and reflection of the company and direction of the company and kind of pivoting those moments and, and gaining momentum to go in a different direction and to, to innovate because innovation is not found within a box, right? I mean, 
being, we, we just see ourselves as being able to add so much more value to the entrepreneur and just in a, from a very, very different perspective, you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, it's like, there's all these things out there. there's live coaches, there's, you know, you have your CPAs, you have your bookkeepers and you, you have all these components and we kind of take all of those components and wrap it up. And we've kind of, you know, we, we led with compliance for the first couple of years of our firm and we just, we, uh, we actually got the ability to like really think outside the box for our clients and save them thousands of dollars in taxes and not have to worry. And, uh, it, you know, just got them to a much different place, much more free in place financially. And it was fun for us to think outside of the box and to be outside of the box and not just pass our ideas up the chain or whatever, but be the change. Right. And so, you know, so it's our passion and it's our drive to, really add value to those small and mid-sized business owners, um, you know, that are taking the chance and pushing them to different levels and pivoting their businesses in different ways and, you know, getting them to, to think outside of the box and to think about us outside of the box. So it's, it's definitely more of a partnership than it is. This is your job. We're siloed out and this is our job, but we really are able to push each other in, in different ways. And the, the result is so much better. It's so much more clear. It's so much more rewarding. I mean, your peace of mind, I don't care what you do is worth something. One hundred percent. Well, it's interesting. I, I talked with a, a small business owner earlier today and they used to run me in, in the nursing business and uh, they, now or in uh, in retail, right? But it's a completely different type of stress. And so I think you just, t- you touched on something that was, I thought was very interesting. Whereas before you used to run things up the chain or led with compliance, I'm interested. Was there a, a particular set of circumstances or was there a story that kind of comes to mind that motivated you or inspired you to say, you know what? I mean, we, yes, we're going to stay within compliance, but we can't leave with compliance anymore. We have to relate because we're people. People under pressure make significantly different decisions than folks that are on vacation, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. No, we, um, like I said, we had a couple cases where we were able to like really strategize um, and kind of where we found those in, is kind of in the buy-sell market, right? And people buying business, people selling businesses. Um, that's kind of where that freedom, you know, I find that when you give people freedom, you give entrepreneurs freedom, the people that work for us, we give them freedom, like it's amazing the re- the results that you get, right? Because you, when you help them organize their thoughts, you give them opportunity. It's amazing the result you get, as opposed to I'm going to give you this and it's going to stay in the box and this is the result I'm going to get. I don't I don't want the box result. I want a I want a possibility outside of the box. And you know, so looking at that, um, you know, one particular client comes to mind where truthfully the the prior CPA jacked it up. I mean, jacked it up. And we hold on for a second. That's that that doesn't happen. (laughs) CPAs aren't allowed to make mistakes. This is Knucklehead Podcast, but we're 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 also you know (laughs) rooted in reality and the fact that accountants don't make mistakes, don't they? Oh, we do. We do. I hate to tell you, we're human. (laughs) We are not robots that are perfect. Um, But and I don't think it was ever intentional. But I mean, it was a big mess, and you're just like looking at it. And it, but it's a, it's the ability to kind of look back and go, oh my goodness, if we would have done here, if we would have elected this here, or we would have done this here, or we would have restructured this, or, you know, we would have been able to save them, you know, another $300,000 in taxes. Like, so you see the opportunity and where the opportunities were missed. I'll be honest. And when those opportunities, I was still in high school, middle school. <laughs> so 
in that particular case. But being able to to see that and you just your your heart almost hurts because you're passionate for them to have the value. And it's so funny because whenever you get in those buy sell conversations or anything, people have, especially if somebody's selling their business, my gosh, they look at it and they're like, but you don't understand what I built. But see, the buyer doesn't care that you came in every Saturday and worked three to eight. They don't care. They, they care about what you built. And even if that potential is there, they're not buying the potential per se. They're buying what you didn't basically develop, right? There's a value conversation there Absolutely. whenever you start to have Absolutely. value is not so much about what you think it's about how it's perceived on the, especially whenever you're talking to uh-huh. a buyer. So for us, we're like, we need to get really strategic and really purposeful in what we do and how we do it. You know, if somebody has their business, maybe they want to sell it in five years. I don't know, but what does that look like? But what do they want to sell it for five years for? Maybe we're not even half of that value. Maybe that's something we need to work towards. You know, because every entrepreneur's story, business, life is so different. And life changes every day, right? So getting clear on where we've been and where we're going is something and and taking those financials and weaving those in. Anytime that you sit there and you walk through a financial, like, I mean, it's boring. It's boring for me sometimes. Like, it's, it's not fun. As opposed to overwhelming somebody and basically them getting no value out of your conversation, even though you gave them all the value and you did all their books or you did their whole tax return, like at the end of the day, they're kind of like, just tell me what I owe. What does that mean for me? That's what they want. As opposed to taking every month and picking out a piece of value and showing and saying, listen, this is what we're going to work on. Like, you know, you're not mine with industry standards. You're not, you know, let's talk about a couple pieces and let's, you know, how do we get here? And really forcing them to think about what they want and how they're, how they're going to get there. And that's the piece that nobody, you know, if you've got a life coach, they don't really know anything about the finances. Even if you have a lawyer, you know, they may ask you some of those questions, but, you know, you kind of always assume that somebody else is taking care of it, right? Yeah. Everybody always assumes that it is being taken care of. But really, that's where you have so many holes. And so we really are trying to plug up those holes and be really goal-oriented and be vision-oriented and strategizing them to get there versus assuming. <laughs> hey, you ever asked yourself why you haven't started a podcast? Well, I already know the reason, so do you. You don't feel like you're tech-savvy. You don't feel like you got your message wired tight. And quite frankly, it's just, it's all this mystification going on. Quite frankly, uh, our process helps to demystify that. We're push-button for podcasts. We're knucklehead. Why knucklehead? Well, we lead with the fact that you don't know what you're doing. We do. We've been there. We've actually been in your shoes. We take your spoken voice. We literally give a human voice to your website. You want to bring dead leads to life? Well, then you need to talk to Knucklehead. Essentially, what we're going to do is we're going to take you through our process and we're going to help take your human voice and increase the process for you going from dead leads to life. How do I how do I do that? Well, you essentially just take your human voice, put it in a directory and let people consume more of you. Give your audience the ability to Netflix on you. They want to binge watch you. They want to binge listen. Give them the ability to take your voice along on that commute with them. So you can get in touch with us, Steven at Knucklehead Podcasts. Or if you've got a really cool story, stories at Knucklehead Podcasts. You can find us on LinkedIn and on Facebook at Knucklehead Promotions, LLC. And get in touch with us. Don't be a beta about the process. Don't let the fact that you don't know prevent you from getting some wins. So don't be a beta. Get some wins and contact us today. See you. It's interesting what I'm hearing a lot with what you're saying is there's 
so much exposure that you get as a uh, as an accountant to the what typically gets either swept under the rug or put in the closet or or not really analyzed that you have to have some really kind of uncomfortable conversations with folks about what their goals are. So, hey, what is it that you're working mm-hmm. towards? What is it that you're looking to accomplish? Where they are probably responding very emotionally to hey, hold on for a second. You don't understand, but I'm 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 trying to survive here, or I'm I'm trying to provide for my family. I'm trying to provide some choices. And you're like, no, 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 that's all well and good. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should stop. What I am saying though, is what's the goal? Like what, what specifically are you looking to accomplish here? If that's not defined, it actually starts to shed light. It was interesting. I had a conversation yesterday about turning on the light and watching the cockroaches scatter and how that is almost figuratively, it's almost describing the conversation that you had whenever you're talking to somebody about what their goals are. (laughs) And in today's business world, Sometimes you have to deal with folks who they do not operate above reproach in terms of from a, a moral or ethical standpoint. And, you know, this is something that I kind of wanted to ask you about. I mean, if it motivated you to go, go out kind of on your own and be an entrepreneur and, and help entrepreneurs connect with what it is that they want to do long term, did you see a, a problem that exists in the business world of, you know, women being put in a, a position kind of by the good old boy network, so to speak, of, hey, listen, this is kind of how we've always done it. So don't be coming in here trying to write the ship or be the change. You, you go do that somewhere else. Do you feel like that? Yes. that's kind of synonymous with what today's business world can be like? A lot right now, yes. We are all women. Uh, we're women-owned. All of our people are actually independent contractors, but they're all women. They all have the freedom. That's what we're, we try to stay out. They conduct their own work. I mean, we give them the work, obviously, but then they have the freedom. They have the freedom with that client. They have of how they work, when they work, you know? I mean, we have some outside guidelines, but yes, I mean, break the mold, right? It's crazy. Sometimes, even though I was at a conference with other, and this was like another woman CPA, and she's like, I just don't get it how it works. I don't understand, and I don't see how anybody would ever take a virtual CPA. And I'm like, well, actually, I mean, we started to kind of, peel back our, you know, kind of peel back the onion on our, on our business and go, okay, what's, what really provides value and what do we really love to do? Right. And before we did that, I'm like, by the way, we had 95% customer retention because it was the value and it was the service that we provided. It wasn't about meeting you face to face or at the table or anything like that. And those, that 5% was us saying, yeah, this isn't working for us. So now we have started to kind of pair back um, just because we're shifting our business and more, and this is more advisory led now and everything. You know, my parents are both entrepreneurs. My mom is, and my mom actually started her business. She's an artist. I'm a CPA. My sister's a photographer and multimedia producer. I don't know where I came from at times. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I guess I'm the one that keeps them grounded maybe, but you know, I'm able to really have the flexibility. I'm, I mean, I drop my kids off at school every day. I pick them up from school every day. Same thing with our team. You know, people aren't, you know, we had one team member that, that had some illness in the family. She was able to step away from a little bit. So, you know, having that flexibility and it was in those moments that they go, holy cow, this is really valuable. Like we're able to take care of things that we need to take care of and not feel the stress um, and everything. But my mom was a stay-at-home mom for many years. And I love that. I loved being able to come home to my mom, right? And I knew that if I had a chance to be able to do that, I was probably going to have to get my CPA license and write my own ticket, which it never scared me. Um, I played athletics in college and I was always kind of a go-getter and driven and, and everything like that. But 
I wanted to be there for my kids. And as we, the other two owners and myself actually met for another company, one lives in Montana, one lives in Chicago, Illinois, and I live here in, in Dallas. And we actually bought the business at the end of 2015. And we met for the first time this last May, like face to face. And people are like, no, you didn't buy a business, but we had been working together since 2012, virtually very similar work ethic, very similar morals, everything. And I'm like, no, it's possible when you, people are everything, right? And I trust them never, not one time has it ever entered my mind. Like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. Are they really doing the work they should? Like everybody's got a different spot at the table per se. And it works exceptionally well. Every client, every small business owner, mid-sized business owner is not for us. But somebody who's willing to jump in, like when we have those conversations, we call them discovery calls. When we sit down, we A, ask for permission to ask those questions because they are crazy uncomfortable at times because it really pushes you to a different space. And B, we ask for commitment because we can't run their business. They have to run their business. We just have to help them get the tools and push them to get there, right? We're kind of their accountability partner, I guess you could call us that if you wanted to put a name on it. Did you realize that you were going to be organizing financial statements and be a therapist on the couch? I mean, at times, my goodness, yeah. Jamie, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, I've always you know, heard it said be said. It's, it's, yeah, when you, have, when you have a business that is comprised of people, and then there's process that you have to pay attention to, and then there's products, right? But if you don't take care of the first one, then the other two don't matter. And what you're talking about is you're talking about being empathetic to, to folks, and you're also breaking the mold. I mean, the fact that you bought a business with two women that you haven't met, yes, you have operational familiarity with them because you've worked with them in the past, but you haven't physically met them until recently and you've ran yeah. a business with them for the last three years. That's, that makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't know if I could do, do, I don't know if I could go, you know, go fishing or grab a beer with somebody like that, that I, you know, that I didn't even know, but you bought a business and ran a business for three years with other folks. So I have to ask you, I have to ask you when it comes to failure, and when it comes to screwing up, you know, some of the a motto that we that we live by here at Knucklehead is we call it "Don't be beta." And really, all that means is it describes an attitude of you got to be willing to go out there and mess up because you're going to you're going to screw up, you're going to fail. Uh, I don't know what sport you played in college, but let's talk about a time when you screwed up and you didn't think that you were going to be able to make it back from that. Oh gosh, just kind of from an overarching umbrella perspective. There's some scary times. Um, you know, it is when you're a virtual CPA. It's funny because your boundaries are endless, but it's also really hard to really target in everybody who you want to, who you, who you want to get to. Okay. Like for instance, so, you know, that fear, that kind of that fear of failure, it always kind of lurks in the back of your head and you always worry. I know there was one time that like, I, I really wanted in tax, love tax. I know that's, super weird and kind of weird, you know, and everything, but I do, I love tax, but I had no experience in it. And I jumped in and took this, um, it was actually before we bought the business and it was, you know, many years ago, but I was like, I'm going to do this. And I was very upfront. I was very transparent. Like I don't have tax experience, but I have tax knowledge and I love it. And you know, it was more like individual taxes. And I'm like, I got to get my experience. So I got to go out there and I got to try. Right. And there were some points that I, it was, it was a terrible tax season. Oh it was gosh. awful. I, there are many times that I was on my couch and I was like, why did I do this? Oh my gosh. Like, and the fear of of thinking like that you were screwing somebody's personal situation. You know what I mean? Messing with that, messing with their yeah. finances. 
it was like, it was very, but I, I kind of just dug my heels in and thought, dang it. And I know I wasn't pushing things out. Like they wanted me to push things out, but I was pushing things out as fast as I felt comfortable. And I, I really stayed in that. And I was like, they can be mad at me and they can not want me next season and everything. I have to do what I'm comfortable with. I have to stay within my boundaries and not feel like I'm screwing up somebody's, you know, personal well-being and everything my financially. Goodness. My palms and are sweaty so... just listening to you talk about that because I'm like, <laughs> that's, I mean, that is a, you're out there on the edge of what every entrepreneur is almost scared to death of. And that is, you said the three-letter yeah. word. You said the three-letter word. And then it's also synonymous with the three-letter agency that can really come after your M-O-N-E-Y, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. That's a, that's a mm -hmm. tough situation uh -huh. to be in. So you sat in the awkwardness and you, you, I love how you described it. You said that you, you, that fear failure almost sits in the back of your mind. And mm -hmm. I think it's there not as a, you know, not as a, a boogeyman, but really as just a reminder mm -hmm. that if you decide to take the easy road out, there is essentially one accountable party here and you're yeah. deciding to kind of lean into that uncomfortableness. I don't know if that comes from your athletic background or the fact that you come yeah. from entrepreneurs, but that's that's admirable that you would do that, Jamie. I learned so much. And I think that's the biggest thing we can get from failures is like, what are we going to learn? I think when we're in those situations and everything, I, I, I told, I was actually talking to Megan, our marketing manager before this. And I said, I always think of everything like a sponge. Like you take everything in and wring out what you don't need, you know, and what's, what's self-limiting for you and, and just put that to bed, but keep, but you know, you, you look at people and you look at how to be and how not to be and you, you know, respond And the person that I was accountable to from a boss perspective, there were things I was like, Ooh, I'll never do that. I would communicate like this or anything, or that was a really good way in which that, you know, they gave me great, um, and how you manage people or, you know, so there was, a, there were some really good points of that. And I went out and found it. Like, I, that was the thing is like, I just went out and, and just, that's what I wanted. And so I had to find a way to get it. And it was funny because one of the other, I was kind of in, I was ICM for a couple of different things. And one of the other women that I was ICM for, she's like, why didn't you tell me? I would have gotten this, this, and this. And I thought, yeah, but you know, to diversify your, your experience and to get that is good for me. You know what I mean? It's, it, you got to find your way, right? And, and you kind of find your way through failure. So you don't let it define you, but you let it refine you. And that's kind of what I did it in, in that moment. I was just like, okay, I need to get real clear and have self-reflect for myself and how I'd be better and how I'd be a better CPA. I knew that I wasn't doing anything against the law or I wasn't doing anything, um, you know, drastic, you know, but it was, a, it was a very nerve wracking place to be in, to not feel like you have the support or, you know, I knew I could ask questions and everything, but I was kind of out by myself and in a whole new world that I didn't really know. I had the knowledge, but I didn't have the experience in there. It was a pivotal moment for me because while I learned a lot, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about what I wanted and I, and I didn't give up. I, I just kept pressing on and, and I got my experience and I, and I just used that and I just built it. I use it as a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. Yeah. Oh, I like how you said two things there. The one about, you know, you don't let failure define you, let it refine you. And then fear, or excuse me, failure is not a, a stumbling block. It's a stepping block. Those are, those are two, you know, kind of, w when you think about it from the outside looking in without context, you would say that those are cliche phrases, but the fact that you, you've right. sat there on your couch, you've, you've actually looked at the actual reports that aren't just made up or models. These are, these are things that 
are related directly to what somebody else is, is using their hard-earned dollars, their hard-earned energy and time uh, to create these things out in the marketplace and you're organizing it for them. That's a, it's a scary place to be. It also is, it's very rewarding to be able to say, you know what, you did that and you push it through it. And then in conjunction with pushing through it, you were successful, maybe not necessarily unscathed, but learning through that process and became, uh, and came on the other side, smelling a little bit more like roses. So, okay. So let's, let's do this then. We want to know what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you or get in touch with PJS and co. So, I mean, how can people get in touch with you? I'm assuming that there's, there's different ways that people can get in touch with you either online or social media, that type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. They can go to www.pjscpas with an S, uh, com and, or we are on Facebook. You can find us at PJS and co CPAs. Um, we are on LinkedIn as well and Instagram as well. And Twitter. I, I have to tell you, I'm not a Twitter person. I don't, <laughs> Megan kind of handles all that for us. And we actually have a podcast starting and um, we're rolling it out on December 2nd, Cultivating Business Growth, just getting all the value out there and really talking strategics and talking HR and talking talking about all of those things normal CPAs don't do. And we really count ourselves as not normal CPAs and we are okay with that. <laughs> but we really advise you through the process and really challenge you. And so, yeah, we love to hear from people and it's not for everybody, but we feel like that discovery call like really gets them thinking about their business. They always get value from that call. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to know that it's okay for not everybody to be okay with you. And that's totally fine, but add value where you can and press on. Yeah. It's, yeah I love the way that you qualify that towards the back end. So what's the name of your new podcast? It's called Cultivating Business Growth. Okay. All right. There we go. Cultivating Business Growth. <laughs> I like that. So business out there in the marketplace, sometimes it's it, <laughs> things don't go according to plan, right? Hence, right. not ahead. But at the same time, whenever things do go dis- in disarray, you find yourself kind of in uncomfortable zones. Jamie just told you exactly how to get in touch with her. If you haven't found somebody like it, Jamie, reach out to Jamie. And also on top of that, She's got a show that you can actually listen to and consume some of that material. So if you're not quite comfortable enough reaching out in December, it sounds like what's cool is, is you can go and actually engage in that. So if you're on this podcast right now, my encouragement to you is in December, after December, go to that search icon, tell Siri, hey, listen, I want to find out how to cultivate business growth. And you'll be able to listen to Jamie tell you exactly how to do that. Uh, I'm hoping, are you going to have guests on or is this something that the three of y'all are doing together as well? No, yeah, we were definitely going to have guests and, and everything yeah, throughout the process. So, Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Well, that's, that's exciting. I appreciate you taking some time. Any last, uh, any last morning thoughts that you're going to leave these folks with before we jam? Just take care of your business because no one else will. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. So for those of you who are listening, Jamie told you a couple different ways to get in touch with her. If you're like me, a little bit of a knuckle dragger, a little bit of a knucklehead, spent some time in the Marine Corps, got hit in the head a lot playing football in college. So Take some notes. Go back and re-listen to it again. But those letters are P, J, S, and Co. That's how you find her. And uh, and if you like listening to Knucklehead, we got new podcast episodes coming at you every Tuesday. We're on Facebook. We're all over social media. You can find us out uh, at Knucklehead Podcast or Knucklehead Promotions, one of those two. And if you're not subscribed to this podcast and you're not subscribed to Jamie's new show, do yourself a favor. Subscribe to it. That way you don't have to go back and find it again. You just press that subscribe button. And what ends up happening is you can actually leave some feedback in the form of a review or connect directly with us and you can have a conversation back and forth. So if there's something that's 
you know, you're on your commute right now and you're driving and you're going, gosh, man, I, I don't know how to solve this problem. I'm staring down the barrel of a $5,000 tax bill. And the only reason why you're, you're staring at that is because six months ago, you had a, a little bit of a challenge when it came to your AR or one of the, your clients went out of business or something like that. There's a myriad of different examples where somebody like a Jamie can actually add value. And we've had tax consultants on the podcast before and their encouragement every single time is to just start a conversation. Same thing for you as a listener. Start a conversation with us and maybe we can talk through some of that topic either on a show or, or offline. So anyway, Jamie, we appreciate you. We'll see you guys. Have a good rest of the week. Jamie, thank you very much. Thank you.